This is Hard Beautiful Journey, a safe space to be open and honest, to speak truth and harness the power of vulnerability and sharing. Unravel the strength of connecting through conversation from mental health, trauma and addictions, to grief and spirituality. This is the podcast to use your voice, because when you use your voice, you ignite your soul. I am your host, Tiffany Vaughn. Join me as I help others talk about their hard, beautiful journey. I know they will inspire you as much as they inspire me. So let's get started. Hey there, friends. Welcome back for episode 61. There are so many days where I am so grateful for the podcast coach who helped me with my podcast name, Hard Beautiful Journey. Because wow, life has definitely been that for me lately, and I'm sure you as well. We are living in some challenging times right now with the ongoing uncertainty of a pandemic, a war in the Ukraine, and don't get me started on the price of gas right now. All I know is I am very grateful for a good job so I can afford to drive my car. Add in losing a brother to a tragic drug overdose and missing him like crazy and other challenges going on in my life. And I am living the definition of a hard, beautiful journey. And I'm going to be real with you as always. Some days I wonder if doing this podcast is worth it worth the time and commitment and now the cost of having outside help. And then I hear from someone who reminds me why it's worth it. I've heard from many that have said they heard something in an episode that gave them hope or provided insight into something they never knew. And the beautiful thing is I am getting something from each of these episodes as well, from all the incredible guests that I have met and talked with. So today is going to be another solo episode, just me sharing my thoughts. I want to talk about something that has been on my mind for a while, and it was actually one of my therapists, and yes, I have more than one, who reminded me of its importance. It is the speech by Theodore Roosevelt called The Man in the Arena. I am certain that many of you have heard it before. I first heard it when Brene Brown talked about it in her Netflix show called The Call to Courage, and it has had a profound impact on me ever since. But before I go any further, I am going to read this quote. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. This speech is hung up in my office at home and in a frame on my desk at work. That's how much it means to me. It has significance for me on a personal and on a professional level. And here's why. On a personal level, 
It's no secret that I have had my mental health challenges over the years. That's what started this podcast in the first place, is just wanting to share my story. And there would be no podcast and no sharing of my story without first making the important decision to get in the arena. And getting in the arena meant admitting I couldn't help myself anymore and letting go of the ego that was telling me I didn't need outside help. I was in too big of a dark hole to climb my way out all by myself. For those who don't know this, there was a time where I found myself hiding behind the clothes in my closet, thinking of the easiest way to leave my life. I was laying in my bed many days, crying and asking God why I was dealt these difficult challenges. So when I say I know the depths of despair and depression, I need you to hear me clearly. I have been there and I get it to my core. But here's the thing. I chose to get in the arena and fight for my life. I chose to ask for help and thank God that there was someone there when I asked. But you need to find the courage to say the words, I'm not okay and I need help. I came out of many of those sessions with my therapist, marred with dust and sweat and blood. Not literally, but I damn sure had puffy eyes and a tear-stained face. And I would walk into my job or wherever I needed to go after those sessions, not giving a crap what people thought of my appearance and that I looked like I went to war. Because I was doing the work and I was in the arena fighting for my life. I believe we are making strides in the mental health space for sure, but I know that there is still so much stigma surrounding it. And what I want to say to those people that feel mental health only affects certain people is this. It affects everyone at one time or another. Everyone. So it is not the critic who counts, not the man or woman who points out how the strong person stumbles. The person who counts is the one that is in the arena doing the work, the person falling down over and over, making mistakes and learning lessons, the ones fighting for their lives so that they can be here. Other people in the arena are those struggling with addictions, like my brother did, those who desperately, desperately want to beat their addictions and demons. My brother spent countless hours at methadone and suboxone clinics as a way to keep clean. And I watched my brother sit across from an addictions counselor in Medicine Hat asking for help. And that is not an easy thing to do. But he asked. He was asking to be allowed in the arena to fight for his life. What I guess I'm trying to say is this. We need more people in this world being supportive of those who struggle and are courageous enough to admit that they are needing help. They are struggling because they are missing something critical, and it's a basic human need to feel loved and connected. We need more supporters and less critics. We need more people that are willing to shed the false sense of righteousness that they have over those who have found themselves in a place that they never thought they would be. If you haven't seen the show Dope Sick yet, I encourage you to watch it. It is the most real depiction of what is going on in the world of opioid addictions. Addictions can happen to those you least expect it to, 
and it is very difficult to unwind that clock. I'll be honest, there were many times I did give up on my brother. I got to a place where I couldn't take his behaviors, the behaviors that come with addicts, like constantly asking for money and nothing is their fault and lying. It was around the same time where I decided I wanted to fight for my life that I also made the decision that if I was going to do what I could to understand myself better, then I owed it to my brother to do the same. And it was then that I told him and the rest of my family, I'm going to love him through it. And damn it, he knew I meant it to my core. And guess what? He felt that love that I promised I would give him. And our relationship was forever changed for the better. And I thank God every day for that decision to get in the arena with my brother. Because our relationship before he passed was one of unconditional love and support. And I still feel that love from him on the other side. On a professional level, what does this quote mean to me? It means getting in the arena with my employees and coworkers. As someone who has been a manager in a few companies, I know the roles that I have had come with great responsibility. And for me, I have always seen my greatest responsibility as being someone my coworkers and employees can trust and lean on, to stand up for them when something isn't right, even if it means I will have to have a difficult or uncomfortable conversation. Being in the arena also means standing up for myself and not being taken advantage of, knowing my worth and what I bring to the table, and not being afraid to say, I deserve better. This quote to me also means no longer being afraid to take chances on myself, and it's okay to do things that scare me, like start a podcast, and talk with complete strangers from all over the world, to bring awareness to the things that matter to me and will help others, and being okay with the fact that not everyone is going to agree with me or like me for that matter. The day I really understood that I can't please everyone is the day I felt a freedom like no other time in my life. I finally understood that the critics and the ones not getting in the arena are the ones who will never know true victory or defeat. What does the arena look like for you and your life? Is it an actual arena like it is for LeBron James? He has been very vocal about this being his favorite quote of all time, so much so that it's one of the things that he writes on his basketball shoes before going on the court. He says he lives each day with this quote in mind, whether on the basketball court or not. Is the arena a therapist's office like it is for me? Is it in your living room, sitting across from your spouse, having a difficult conversation? Is it sitting in a doctor's office, fighting an illness? Is it the boardroom table, surrounded by your peers? Or is it battling addiction, both inside and outside of a rehab facility? Courage requires personal sacrifice. It demands that you take the risk of failing, and it calls for putting skin in the game. Yes, it's definitely simpler to sit on the sidelines and do nothing. And it's always easier to criticize and sneer at those who have the courage to take chances, especially behind a keyboard. But there is no meaning or true fulfillment in this, and there never will be. 
You have to show up and be vulnerable. You have to be the man or woman in the arena. I'd like to end this episode with a quote that I heard today by Jay Prince, and it deeply resonates with me and maybe it will for you as well. Two things we get every day. That's a chance and a choice. Let's put more value on the choices that we make because our choices are what determine our destination. The arena for you could mean being a guest on my podcast to share your hard, beautiful journey. If you're interested in doing this, please check out my website at hardbeautifuljourney.com and submit the request form. And also, please be sure and stop by the Hard Beautiful Journey blog, which has all the episodes, including show notes and photos, videos, and where to find the guests that I've had on my show. And finally, I would love if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star rating and review. I do truly love reading these reviews on my show, and yours could be next. Until next time, please be kind and stay well. Bye-bye.